Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Adam, you have to give the 2019 Broncos credit because they continue to find ways to lose games. And it's not the same each week. So in week three, or the third chapter of this now angersome, annoying story through the the first three weeks of the NFL season, they decided to gift Aaron Rodgers three turnovers that resulted in 14 points. And it's never a good idea to gift any quarterback three turnovers, but let alone Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field. Yeah, the wrong quarterback, the wrong situation, the wrong place, the wrong everything. There was nothing good about it. Uh, You had the the fumble down near the goal line that resulted in a touchdown two plays later. Um, You had... The, the Noah Fant fumble that resulted in a touchdown. I don't remember how many plays later, but it was, wasn't was wasn't that long after the fumble. Uh, and then the interception, which was an interception, then it wasn't an interception, then it was an interception because it was an interception on that weird, like the ball slips out of Flacco's hand kind of thing. Uh, it, was, it was not an easy game to watch for a number of reasons. There, there were some good things, there were some bad things, but mostly just bad things. And... 
it's kind of become the I guess the mo for the Broncos this season after three weeks, right? Once it's a uh, once it's an accident, twice it's a coincidence, three times it's a trend. Is that how we're doing things? I, I know that we talk about things being trendy. Uh, the Broncos are making losing a little trendy right now, which I don't like. Um, but there was there were some some bright spots. There were some things that happened that were good. I mean, the the Philip Lindsay had a had a wonderful game, right? I don't, it wasn't just Philip Lindsay. It was Royce Freeman too. Right, the I mean, run game in general. The the running game when you rush the ball thirty eight times for one hundred and forty nine yards, in most instances those are winning numbers in the National Football League. But the reason you don't is because you gift Aaron Rodgers three turnovers. So I, I, that that is definitely a positive. If the Broncos can continue to run the football like that, and you get the two headed monster of Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman roaring like they were on Sunday at Lambeau Field, you're going to win most of the time. But it's it's these little things, like we said at the top, where you, the Broncos are finding ways to lose. And whether it's costly penalties or it's turnovers, and that was the case on Sunday, it was the turnovers, a mixed extra point by Brandon McManus, the no sacks, the no turnovers created by the defense. And Mike Kliss had a tweet to put this in perspective. It's the first time in at least 50 years that a defense has started an NFL season through the first three games with no sacks and no turnovers. Yeah. And when my, when Mike Kliss is the, you know, sort of bringing the, the interesting perspectives, you know, you have a problem. Uh, no, it was, it's frustrating. I, I kind of want to go to the sacks and the, and the the quarterback pressures and things like that because we got into it a little bit uh, about Von Miller uh, in in the last show and and I think that before we started recording we kind of got into it a little bit about uh, Von Miller again not not as not as heavy as our as our argument in the last episode but um, he still he still hasn't gotten home yet but he did have more pressures he was he was affecting the game a little bit. I think that if you, I, I just am trying to figure out if you look at that defensive line and you look at what Vic Fangio wanted to do, and you said this before we started recording and it sort of made a lot of sense. What Vic Fangio wants to do is, is rush. And I th- when you said this, I was like, oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. He wants to get to the quarterback with as few players as possible. And what that means is he's dropping guys back in coverage that we have seen in years past be up on the line, blitzing, getting to the quarterback, creating pressure that way. He's His idea of creating pressure is seemingly creating pressure through uh, forcing the quarterback to take that extra second or two to throw the football, right? Isn't that sort of, it's an extra beat or two, which then allows the guys who are rushing to get home. And they're not getting home against the Raiders. Derek Carr, the ball was out in under two seconds almost every time. Um, I, I, I guess last you know in the in the last game it what it was more of a just a i don't know the bears offense isn't great and neither were the was the broncos that was a, a weird game in general and in this case they were forcing aaron Rodgers to have to get off the spot they weren't forcing him to move around the coverage seemed pretty good for the most part until it wasn't but the amount of time that they were given they still weren't getting home i think that's the concern and so i asked you this question before we started recording Long story short, or I guess I took the long way around the barn there. Does Vic Fangio's scheme 
Is it catering to the, the skills and abilities of the players? And we've talked about this with other coaches in the past. Is he trying to fit a square peg into a round hole right now with players that don't actually fit into the system that he's trying to run? So he's not running a system that, that benefits the players. I think what we're seeing, and we saw it against Green Bay and against Aaron Rodgers, is you're seeing what this defense can do when the players start to know what they're supposed to do because they were getting pressure on Aaron Rodgers. And that's the first time in the first three weeks of this NFL season that we've seen it. So I think they're starting to understand what they're supposed to do. They're understanding what their role is, what their job is, and how to do it. And as we've said on on this podcast the last three weeks, it was going to take time for the players to understand this system of what Vic Fangio and what Ed Donatel wanted the players to do. And I think we're starting to see the fruits of that labor. And it's not ending in the result that the Broncos or Broncos country wants since they've started 0-3. And it's the first time since 1999 that the Broncos have started 0-3 for a season. So the first time in 20 years. But I think we're starting to see what this system is capable of when the players know what they're supposed to do. So I think it's, it's, I know this is one of those words that you don't want to say, but you need to say, and that's to be patient. Let it play out. The defense isn't the reason the Broncos lost the game on Sunday. And I think we would be in agreement with that. It doesn't help when you don't get sacks or turnovers. That doesn't help. But you can't put your defense in a situation where you're giving up a first and goal at the five-yard line. You can't give your defense your, can't, you, you can't put your defense in a situation where it's first and 10 at your own 37 at Lambeau Field against Aaron Rodgers. He is going to take those instances and score probably 10 out of, let's say nine out of 10 times because he did get an interception from Joe Flacco and it didn't result in anything. So let's say 90% of the time, Aaron Rodgers is probably going to score a field goal or a touchdown at home when you give him turnovers. Yeah. And and that's not just, that's really, that's not just Aaron Rodgers. That's sort of the way the NFL operates. We, we know this, everybody who's watched the NFL for more than a few games knows turnovers win games. That's what makes Vic Fangio's defense so exciting is that it's a a defense that is supposed to generate turnovers. It just hasn't done it yet. And that doesn't mean it won't happen. And when it does start to happen, it will, it will happen sort of in bunches, right? It'll, it'll come, but it's going to, it's going to take some time. Like you said, it's going to take some time for the defense to start to really understand what their job is individually, each player, and what they need to do to be successful and then have that sort of come together cohesively. So it, it isn't the end of the world that that they didn't win this game, except for the fact that at 0-3, I, I, I would venture a guess that the playoffs are uh, uh, becoming a far, a far cry from where this team is going to end up. Just like we said in the last show, uh, I think I counted, was what did I count, four wins? Did I was maybe able to find five? Four um, wins total. Yeah, and and then with improvement, we added three, I think. So maybe seven is is the ceiling. Seven wins is the ceiling. I I mean that's where that's where this team is at, and I think they're on pace for really that number. So whatever your expectations were 
prior to the beginning of the season. And I will tell you that mine were high. I was 10 and six in playoffs after watching them play against the Packers. I don't see, I I continue to say, will continue to say that I don't think the Broncos are any better than a four to seven win team, depending on how the ball bounces. Right. And And a lot of football is luck and how the ball bounces. And the fact that, uh, on that fumble down by the goal line, um, who was it? Elijah Wilkinson, who fell on the football, but then it squirts out and the Packers end up recovering it. And that just sort of happens where it, recovering a football is difficult. Or Noah Fant is a rookie and he makes a rookie mistake. And on that on that fumble, he makes a good play, makes the catch, starts to run. Uh, he gets extra yardage and then he forgets to protect the football because that's what rookies do. And so that's what the Broncos are right now. That's that's they are what we would think they are right now. There's no no change there. Thanks, Denny Green. I think what's frustrating about it, and I, I think this is where Broncos fans will come in and say they could probably be three and zero right now. Mm-hmm. As you said, if the ball falls the way the Broncos would hope if, if it falls, if the Broncos get the breaks, if Deshaun Hamilton catches that touchdown, if the defense does anything on that fourth and 15 play against Mitchell Trubisky, then if a magic second doesn't fall from the sky into, <laughs> into the referee's hands that they then give back to the bears. Right. Yeah. And the offense doesn't turn the ball over three times. That's, I think, where the frustration comes in is because you can see it with this football team. And I think the other positive to take away from this game on Sunday is the Broncos, again, were able to move the football. The offense is able to move the football. They had drives of over 15 plays. They 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 finished those drives. And that's the thing. They they finished finished them. That's huge. And you've been saying it since before the season even started. And I've jumped on that that uh, finishing train. That's maybe not the right uh, phrase there, but that's okay. You and plopped it out there and expected it. I, I did, and I'm not sure I should have. Uh, <laughs> not in that instance, you no, should. Probably not. But anyway, the, uh, the the fact that they finished those drives, that they scored touchdowns, and they were they were solid touchdowns. They were one yard runs. They were tough runs. I mean, Dalton Reisner threw Philip Lindsay into the end zone for the, for that one score, which again, every time I watch Dalton Reisner play, I'm very happy that he's a Denver Bronco. And, and there, that was another instance where his guy was going down. He grabbed him and just sort of pulled him one extra yard into the end zone touchdown. That's situational awareness. That's a guy who doesn't give up on a play. That's a player I want on my team. So there, there are positives here. There are positives. Cortland Sutton made a, made a couple of really nice catches. I think Noah Fant, even on the play that he fumbled, made some good plays. Joe Flacco looked like Joe Flacco. I don't know what else to say about Joe Flacco there. But there are some, there is some positivity here. If you dig real deep, like real on, deep. On defense, Devontae Bosby. Yes. I hope we never see Isaac Yadam again. I because the way Devontae to. Bosby played, we shouldn't need to. I mean, there there are some there are you can see the signs here. And I know it's tough because the Broncos are 0-3. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters is winning football games. But you can see it. And with the way the Broncos the last two years, especially, have started and fallen off. If the Broncos can figure it out, 
who knows what can happen with this football team. But I think it, while the frustration is there and everyone wants to win football games, just let it play out. It, 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 there's, there's no need to panic, at least for either of us, because I, I think we both agree that the Broncos are on the right path. Even if you're starting 0-3, they're on the right path. I think Vic Fangio is going to do great things with this football team. It was just going to take time. And we we bought into the defense being this, this great unit that was going to use Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb, and they're going to rack up all the sacks. But that's going to take time. And I think we saw the latest evidence of that on Sunday, even in a loss, you can see where it's going to eventually end up. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And so you have to you have to be patient. I like the, that you use the word patient there because that's something that fans are not, and understandably so. I mean, I sit down on Sunday to watch football games. I want to watch – I want to be happy at the end, right? I want to smile and, and say that, that my team won. I want to go to work tomorrow and have people – uh, you know, be upset that my team beat their team because I I live I, I live in the NFC North, and so so every game this year I have to deal with somebody being excited about their team playing my team. At least that's how it's felt the last few games. So it is nice that there is some positivity, and all signs I think are pointing up. I think the arrows are up. There are some issues. There are some areas of concern, but. If you look at the drives and the way that they finish those drives on offense, if you look at the the capability of players like Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman, who both had very good games, you look at what the offensive line was able to do, and as much as allowing those run the running game to get going, because that's important as well, you can see the pieces falling into place. You can see it start to happen, and like you said, the defense. I was excited to see Devontae Bosby out there playing well. I thought Kareem Jackson had a pretty pretty good game. Uh, you know, that being said, it didn't result in a win. And I, I don't know. I, I I guess the Denver Broncos have a chance to make history. Their first 0-4 start since 1999. That would be uh, that would be history that they don't want to make. But they could prevent it next next week. We'll see what happens, right? I think the other thing that comes about all of this is that there's no doubt the Broncos need to be better. The Broncos know they need to be better. But it's that that whole idea of it, it finally, at least for me, I finally get the sense that they're on the right path. They finally have the right people in place to get this team to where it needs to be. And it may not be immediate, and that's what fans want. They want the immediacy of it. But you can finally, I, did, I, I just, my wife asked me a question before we started recording about what can you get excited about as a fan? And I think it's that. You can get excited about that the, the Broncos are finally on the right path. And it may not be immediate in terms of success. You may not get that that great feeling of beating teams like the, the Bears and the Packers. But I think if you look ahead and you give it some time and you are patient, there's stuff that you can get excited about. And you can see that if I just let it play out, it'll happen. And I think that's I think that's the most important thing right now, at least in my opinion, heading into 
to week four against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I, I agree with you. In fact, John Elway said it uh, this week in, in one of his uh, media sessions. He talked about, yeah, they're 0-2, now 0-3, but he, there was a, a different feeling in the building. It was a different vibe, uh, and so he, he felt better about it. And, and you talked, interestingly enough, you talked about improving, and I, I guess this is where I'll go ahead and start. Uh, there was a guy who uh, was my player to watch going into this game. And, and I, I want to bring him up because I, I think it's important that, you know, when you when you slap a guy for, for doing a bad job, you, you got to make sure that you make mention of him uh, when he makes a correction. And uh, Garrett Bowles had a game today where he didn't have any holding penalties. And I said in the last show, I said that he was the player to watch in our preview show because I wanted to uh, see if he was going to be able to bounce back, see if he was going to learn anything, which I think is important. And it, it seemed to me that Garrett Bowles, if nothing else, uh, put, put himself in a position to make good decisions. He didn't hold. Maybe he wasn't the best left tackle in the world out there, but he did his job for the most part. He didn't affect the running game by holding penalties. He didn't affect the, the passing game all that much. The big plays on defense for the Packers came from the Elijah Wilkinson side of the, of the field. At least that's the way it seemed to me. Was he great? No. Did he get better? Yes. Is improvement what we're looking for? Absolutely. Did, so we have to give him some credit. Maybe not a lot. Uh, like you said, Joe, you talked to Joe or you messaged Joe before we started, and he said, said, what did you think? And all he said was, well, he didn't hold. And so if that's what we have to go on, I suppose there is that. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos!